Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONECURCITYCAST20. I think there's the thought that when it comes to vegetable planting season, you only get one shot in spring or early summer. And if you missed it, too bad. You got to wait until next year. But that's not true. One of the best times to do some planting in the Northwest is actually in the fall. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Gabby Villaseñor from the local nonprofit Growing Gardens about which crops you should get in the ground right now and just general best practices for your home or balcony garden this coming autumn. In this economy, why not try growing your own herbs and veggies? It's Monday, September 18th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So what's the first thing you do to kick off the fall planting season? Okay, so you're going to kind of finish uh, harvesting your your summer crops at this point. Um, like this week, I'm finishing getting off all my summer squash, my yellow squash. Some I still have green tomatoes on the vine, so at this point, I'm clipping off some of those uh, those little flowers that are still coming out, clipping off some of the smaller fruit, and maybe even stopping some watering and really giving the energy right to those those larger pieces of fruit just to kind of finish that off. And then, yeah, then I'm just planning out my fall garden. I'm kind of looking at what uh, crops I want to be planting and eating. So like what types of crops are the best to plant right now? Yeah, at this point, um, broccoli, spinach, cabbage, uh, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, uh, mustard greens grow really well. Um, it's really cool that the Pacific Northwest like lets us um, have this second growing season, really. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, take advantage of that. Uh, chard is another one that I love to grow in the fall. Do you do uh, seeds or starters? I don't know how people do this because I do from seed. Uh, but I've noticed that some people like they'll grow starters somewhere else and then they'll, and then, then they'll plant them. Like what, what's the deal there? Yeah. At Growing Gardens, we're giving out starts um, primarily. But yeah, if you've been growing from seed, that's awesome too. Maybe you've already started your seed tray of chard um, over the summer and you're ready to put it in. You can definitely seed lettuce and everything in the fall. Um, but but I, always, I always like to like to get starts in the ground. It kind of just kicks off the process. What about it, like plants that help uh, pollinators or help deter pests? Because I've noticed that mm. organic gardens, they always have like marigolds mm-hmm. or they have like mm-hmm. other things growing with the food. And mm-hmm. I know there's a connection, but I don't understand quite how, like what the other plants you're supposed to, you know, accompany yeah. certain things with. What you really want to think about is creating habitats for those beneficial insects that are going to be in your garden to then you know, they're going to prey on the so-called pests like your aphids and your slugs and everything that come out. So so if you have flowers all year round, 
you're going to, you're going to attract those beneficial insects. Mm. That's going to be really helpful for, for pollination. Maybe you do like mason bees, you can put in like habitats for them. And then also thinking about native plants too, things that are already, uh, going to be thriving like all year round. So, you know, bringing in your ladybugs, bringing in your lace wings, bringing in bees, that's going to be really helpful for all the vegetables that you're going to be growing, but also just creating more room and space for other uh, non-human, you know, entities. Yeah. Like what, what are some big ones? Like I know for a fact, marigolds are Mm -hmm. supposed to help deter slugs, right? Yeah. 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 What else? What else? What else should people be throwing in there? I mean, I have like tons of different flower crops going on, but I have like my Douglas spirea, which is like a, um, a native plant, which actually still had some blooms on it. They're attracting bees right now. Um, which is great. Um, I think actually some of the nasturtiums were still coming out as well in terms of like other things that are native. Maybe you have, uh, red flowering currant that's like in the, in the spring. Um, but stuff that's going to like attract, those beneficial insects like mm-hmm. all year long pretty much cool yeah but let's talk about home gardens let's go back yeah. to that like what are some common mistakes that people make with their home gardens yeah one of the um biggest you know mistakes that maybe beginners are um are doing right away is filling their garden with tons of plant starts or tons of seeds um it can be really easy to kind of get impatient and you see this whole big garden bed and you're you're thinking, God, I need to, I want it to be full and green and lush. Um, but, uh, if you just have a little bit of hope, a little bit of patience, you really want to be spacing your plants and giving them enough room to grow roots, enough Mm. uh, room to spread out. And actually it's going to, um, help with, uh, giving you healthier plants. So you're going to look at, you're going to find more disease when they're closer together. Mm. Um, and you're also not going to get as much output in terms of like fruit or vegetables. So, yeah, you know, I, I recently planted, well, actually my friend Peter helped me plant, um, some lavender and we Mm -hmm. planted it near some fruit trees because we're like, yeah, the, you know, the bees and the fruit trees, this is going to be awesome. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that like my fig tree sucked all the nutrients from the lavender. (gasps) Interesting. Because it's dead. It is like completely dry. And on the other side where Uh it's just, you know, uh further away from that fruit tree, it's totally thriving. And it's not like I didn't water both of them the exact same. So I- That's amazing. I know, but I was like, oh my God, this fig tree needed so many nutrients. I didn't Mm -hmm. give it what it needed. And it just like killed all the plants around it. So interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a whole underground network that we are not um not privy to <laughs> that we can't yeah. see that yeah um so any other mistakes that like uh, aside from overcrowding um that you might want to call out before we make them <laughs> um yeah i mean um so overcrowding is a big one i would look at square foot gardening as like just a a really easy method to go by if you want to work on that um also just um watering too much and then maybe not watering enough that's like one thing we kind of keep running into with new gardeners. Another thing that we see is um, just not using like mulch or cover crops. So mulch, by the way, of like uh, leaves in the garden, that can be a a really great top layer for your soil if you're not going to be planting things. Um, Really, even if you are going to be planting things, it's always really good to have your soil covered. Why is that? So yeah, it's really, really helpful for erosion. Um, You don't want your soil to really dry out. It Mm. loses a lot of nutrients. So Um, If you're covering it like all throughout the fall, um, by the spring, 
you're going to have really rich organic matter in the soil and that's what you that's what you want for for your spring crop so um, some cover crops we really like to use are like red clover and uh, fava beans actually are great because they actually take nitrogen from the air and put it into the soil Ooh. via their roots. So they're like, they're called these nitrogen fixers. Fava beans. Maybe fava that's what beans. I'll put yeah. around uh, the fig tree for next season. See if, if that helps with that. Yeah, I would. I think experimenting is is one of the best things you can do in the garden. Whatever you're interested in, just like try it out. Okay, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, more fall gardening tips with Gabby Villaseñor. You know, I'm going to give you some things that I've done that okay, I, cool. I just want like, a, you know, an expert. To I hope s- I can answer yeah. that. I don't know if I... <laughs> okay. okay, so I learned through TikTok that uh, when you get green onions, if you just cut the roots and you put it on water, it'll start... Uh, you know, growing. And so now I have like this whole bed of just green onions and I don't buy them anymore, which is amazing. But coming into the winter, I'm like, wait, are they going to die? Like what's going to happen to my green onions, Gabby? I mean, that's a good question. I'm curious to see what'll happen too. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to come back up, but you're going to have to tell me actually. I haven't actually done a lot of like green onions over the winter. Uh, Do you have any cool tips about leaving the roots of summer plants in the soil? Oh, yeah. So when I'm kind of, uh, you know, taking out my tomato plant or my zucchini that's already been thriving all summer, I'm just going to cut the base of the plant and I'm going to leave the roots in the soil. Okay. And again, that's going to leave all these little pathways for all the little microbes to move around for oxygen to be created. Um, So it's going to help with that like nutrient rich soil that you want uh, for the next uh, planting season. So yeah, just cut it at the base and you don't have to rip out the roots. Oh, cool. So that's probably what I should do with my green onions is what I'm thinking. I would probably just do that. Sweet. Yeah. The other thing, uh, I just planted some Thai basil that is really kicking. Oh, yes. And same. some mint yeah. and it's awesome. And I'm like, yes. what, is it going to like go dormant and come back or do I need to restart that? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So your mint is definitely going to come back depending on the variety. Like my mint is in the same place every year. Oh, cool. Um, the Thai basil I've had to replant. Ah. Um, but yeah, no, thinking about your onions. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. I'll go back to They're going to be totally fine. Okay, um, cool. You're going you're gonna to be having some more onions definitely okay. in the future. <laughs> if you're planting a whole bed of them, that's awesome. Okay, great. That's good to know. Another thing that I learned, I swear, I'm like, only know things because of TikTok, which is very embarrassing. That's great. <laughs> was because I don't, I haven't really grown um, a lot of flowers, uh, which I should. Uh-huh. But I was, I was noticing I was growing chard, and I was growing uh-huh. uh, some other leafy stuff, and and all the holes were coming through, and just like other oh, yeah. plants that I, I was like, why are they, you know? And I realized that it's earwigs, it's it's yeah. you know slugs, and so um, another trick I learned, and tell me if this is awful, was. Um, you put little cups of like soy sauce or amino acids and it like, I swear it's like overfilled with earwigs and it's so gross, but I'm like, but now my chard is beautiful. (laughs) Is that, am I doing something awful? Like, is that going to be? I would say you're, you're definitely not doing anything awful because you're not using herbicides or pesticides, which is really, really great. You're going to be eating this food, right? So Mm -hmm. 
I think um, we've done it with actually at the Garden of Giving, um, which is in the back of Providence Hospital. We took over some space there. We did a workshop and we tried it with the can of beer. So you cut a half a oh, can, I've heard about that. you put yeah. the beer and the slugs go to them. And I mean, it, it did work. I think, I think whatever you find that works for you and, and you have patience for, <laughs> then definitely go for it. Any other natural pesticides that you're like, yeah, you should try this? Well, for slugs too, I know that like people like to crush up eggshells. It's really hard for them to to crawl over that. Um, <laughs> so cute. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, sorry. I, know, I know. It is poor little slugs. Earwigs, I'm like, uh, it's easier to get you know, rid of them. You're like, you're kind of, I'm already afraid of you a little bit. Exactly. But I haven't seen a dead slug and I think I might stop everything okay. I'm doing if I see a dead slug. I'll be so sad. You might, you might. And I guess one of the things too is knowing that a part of your garden, like it's totally okay to have, uh, if you have four, you know, kale plants, one of them gets, you know, gets eaten by some aphids, but the other ones look great. You know, just watching and seeing um, each plant and realizing that it doesn't need to be pristine and perfectly pest-free. I'm losing a plant, but I have four other ones that look okay. And you kind of have to just be okay with that too. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit like, you know, you're just sort of tipping out nature. You're just like, yeah. all right, here you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like, yeah, this one's for you guys. <laughs> you're giving those beneficial insects something to chew on, literally. So yeah. Yeah. For those who are who are just like, they're saying a lot of words. I don't know if I should buy a starter or if I should get a seed. Like, what are some resources or local programs that uh, you can recommend to get them started? Because I yeah. again, this is going to be a really awesome time to start planning stuff, you guys. Um, yeah, I would look at the OSU Extension Service, Oregon State University Extension Service. They have an amazing Master Gardeners program. And with that, there are volunteers that will take your questions. Um, it's online. You can, I think you can call or submit a question, but they just have like a, a page, you know, on their website per month, like what things that you should do, um, things you should look for, what can you plant? Um, so I really, I think that one's like a local one. That's really, really great. Also growing gardens, um, reach out to us too. If you, if you have limited resources and you're looking to start your own like vegetable garden, we're also a resource. Um, one piece of advice that I would give beginning gardeners, uh, just start where your interest is. If you're like, gosh, I love broccoli. I just like start with broccoli, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't overwhelm yourself. Just like try and plant one thing, um, and go from there and, and always use a little bit of compost when you're planting and you might surprise yourself. Cool. So what I'm hearing is if if anyone listening is like, uh, maybe I'm feeling a little intimidated, uh, they should just go to Growing Gardens, check in, and maybe they'll get some helpful advice on how to start their container gardens or or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I would say like our program is primarily um, geared towards folks with limited resources. So if you qualify for SNAP benefits or anything like that, you would automatically qualify for our home gardens program. But we also, if you're able to call the office, like feel free because someone will chat with you <laughs> about any gardening question that you have. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always available if you want to put my um, email in the show notes. God bless you, Gabby. Yeah, no. I, don't, <laughs> I don't even do that, and I host the show. <laughs> and well, if I don't know the answer, I'm not saying I'll know all the answers, but I could try and connect you with someone who might know the answer. Um, 
So there's just a wealth of knowledge out there and I still feel like a beginner. I'm still learning every season. You, you know, there's no way of knowing all there is to know about about gardening. You're constantly learning. Well, thanks again, Gabby. Yeah, thank you. In lieu of your microdose of news today, I wanted to read some emails from our listeners in response to some of our most recent shows. Mark wrote in, your podcast is great. Thanks, Mark. I love hearing about food features like dumplings and donuts, also outdoor activities and neighborhood gems. I would love hearing more about downtown arts and culture. Thanks so much for writing in, Mark, and thanks for the topic recommendation. That's something we can definitely do. And Brian from Montvilla also emailed about our most recent episode with the editor of Eater Portland, Brooke Jackson-Glidden, where she and I talked about the best dumpling spots in the city. Brian had this to say, I too love Portland's Asian dumpling scene, but I'm shocked that Brooke left off the ultimate comfort dumpling in Portland. There is no better comfort food than a plate of the potato pierogies smothered in butter and onions served out of the basement of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church in the heart of Selwood. Only open on Saturdays, you can pop in and order a delicious plate with all the fixings, onions, and sour cream, plus buy a few bags of their frozen pierogies to keep on stash. They closed for a bit during the pandemic, but are back and as good as ever. Thanks again to Mark and Brian for writing in, and if you ever want to drop us a note, you can do so at portland at citycast.fm or call 503-208-5448. Just let us know if you're cool with us reading it out loud, and if you're comfortable, let us know what neighborhood you live in. I'm just curious. And if you like more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>